Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Dan Huff from Twickenham. Very pleased to be talking to you after a fair amount of cricket in week two. And that wasn't something I thought I was going to be saying when I looked out of my window at about seven o'clock on Saturday morning and the rain came down. So we do have a bit to discuss. And as usual, I'm here with um, Sal Ali from North London. Hi, Sal. You good? I'm good, Dan. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm being optimistic. I'm looking forward to the week ahead. This term next week, we may be you know, back in our clubhouses, mingling with our sort of fellow club members. So that's a positive to look forward to. So, yeah, I'm really, really optimistic. Forget the weather. Let's think about, you know, everything good that's going to happen. That is a, a real positive. And it's worth noting the Eurovision Song Contest is coming. And I'm not a particular aficionado, but at Twickenham, it is always a massive event where people come back from cricket and, and, and cheer for songs that are truly ludicrous. So that, that could be happening. It's just occurred to me. <laughs> mention that. Yeah. The, the things Brilliant. you look forward to after you've been in lockdown for months and months, eh? Um, thirdly, really pleased to, to welcome a, a podcast debutante, um, but somebody who is very well known uh, in Middlesex cricketing circles, um, Cheetan Patel from Hornsey. Cheetan, good to see you. Good to meet you both. You well? Really, great that you could come on board. We're going to have a chat about where Hornsey are at, at the moment uh, in, sure. in, in due course. And of course, Hornsey are doing pretty well. Um, certainly the one's doing pretty well and um, you're part of that story at the moment, uh, Chetan. You're, 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 you're a regular first team member after how many seasons now competitive cricket? Um, I think this is my 32nd league season. I had wow. the COVID year off, um, but 32nd year of, of league cricket. And uh, um, yeah, I don't know how I ended up in the first team. I think we were just short the first two weeks and I, I, I've got a car and I know the league rules. So I, I think that's what happened. I think knowing the league rules is never something to be underestimated when you got ducked with Lewis Stern in the game. And um, and um, it can't be going, as I said, too badly because two games, two wins, top of the league. Um, it certainly looks like... Have you contributed anything to that? Or should I not ask? Has it been others who've been scoring all the um, runs? 
Should, should we go next question? No, yeah, we'll, uh, move on. we'll move on. No uh, need to deal with that. We, we played twice. Um, I've batted once and I've scored two whole runs. But I've been very, very vocal in the field. Great. So, Mr. Motivator in the field, every team needs one. But as I say, two games, two wins. Something's working, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a good start. The, 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 you know, the start that you always look for, obviously. Uh, we, yeah, we set out at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, we're pretty good normally in the 45 over format. And, um, you know, we, we want to be ahead. You know, the goals to get four or five out of the first five uh, and be up there. And I think, you know, it becomes a habit and the uh, momentum carries us through. So, so far, so good. Because we were talking in previous weeks about sides who are better in one format of the game. And certainly at Twickenham, we're better in the, in the, in the longer format for, for whatever reason. What, why is it you think you're better in the, in the shorter format or, or the, the, the um, limited overs format? Yeah. I hope that's going to change this year. Um, um, I think it's because we've always had, uh, you know, uh, in, enough bowling, I think is, is, is the point, right, for the, for the limited over stuff, right, OK? Whereas, uh, so there's been a bit of bowling in depth. And I think the reason we're probably going to be OK in the time stuff is uh, over the winter we picked up... Um, two or three spinners that are probably going to be first-team spinners. And that's something we've lacked for as long as I've been at the club, really. So uh, to have two or three good spinners in, in, in the, uh, the change room make a big difference in the time games. Sounds plausible to me, because you've always had a strong bowling attack, or since the last two or three years, haven't you? The, the fast bowling's always looked pretty good. So um, that, that, that could really be useful in, in the yeah, charge for the yeah, Premier League. Yeah, they're still all there. And then we just added, um, well, we've added three spinners to it now. So uh, the skipper, Jack, Jack's going to have some uh, selection issues come this week. Uh, I'll probably be in the twos. <laughs> Kick the bowlers and drop the batsmen. He's not really done anything wrong. Typical. I've heard that myself many a time. But um, Cool. We'll get to Division 1 in a minute, but we, we generally start with the Prem. Sal, um, we've had quite a lot of interesting cricket in the Prem over the last um, 24 hours. We're recording on, on Sunday evening here. What do we need to know? Well, we, we had a full round of fixtures, which was really good to see after last week. And uh, some good results for, for sides who look to sort of make, make themselves tight to contenders. Ealing beating Bronze. Actually, it must be the first time ever they've had a league game not played at their home ground. Because they actually played at, I think it's Popesfield Lane. They're having their ground. Um, the ground's been sort of, the square's been relayed apparently and it's not ready yet. So to play their game at another, another ground. Because so. I, I ask, I've got a vested interest. We played them in the Middlesex Cup um, it, on the last Sunday in, in May. Is that, is that likely to be elsewhere as well or don't you know? I mean, originally I thought they should really by the time the season starts, they can't be too far away. But you know, they obviously had to play um, at another ground this weekend, so it could be who knows? It could be a week, two weeks. But I imagine it should be done by the end of May, you'd think, because it's been going for quite a while, I think now. So, um, but you know, obviously, it must have been quite a different experience for these guys to play at more not not a proper ground in some ways, in terms of like a. Um, I'm not sure if it's like a playing field where they played, but it's obviously not a club of of of, of, of the league's um, sort of standard, I imagine. So. But it was a close game in terms of a low-scoring game. Bronze with 89 all out and Ealing got there from five down. And it was one of the old stages we're going to talk about later on. So David Holt's back in the side, ex-captain, won the league, been this in it, done it. He scored a very important 20 runs, which enabled Ealing to get home by five wickets. And uh, two other sides who were unbeaten, North and Sussex, are our fancy for the title beginning the season. They come to beat, beat Finchie. Although Finchie were at 1.170 for two, I think. And then were 187 for eight. Mm. So a bit of a collapse there in how they went. And then Northman have got a newcomer, guy called, I think Tom Heathfield, who opened a bat and got 78. And another, we won't call him old, but I'm sure he won't mind me calling like a veteran status. Evan Flowers scored a 50. Um, a club that Chetan knows very well, Crouch End. Again, two out of two for them now. They're, they're obviously making an impact in the league, beating Hampstead. 
Um, two of their guys who, who like to get on with it had a big impact in the game. Jalpesh Vijay hit a quick 13, like 14 balls, and then Sundan Diaz came in at 70, so they got a five-wicket win. And um, Richmond scraped home by six runs. It was a game of two guys getting 90s. Um, Captain Will Phillips, who um, I think might have got 100 there last year as well, so obviously liked playing against the Bush, hit 94 in Richmond 201. And then George Collins looked to be taking this side to victory, um, hit 92, and then was run out, and they fell short by six runs, which will be a bit of a disappointment seeing the same thing happened last week almost. So obviously, you know, you've got next week, I think, Dan. So they may be looking for some kind of um, way to get the season going. So, you know, that was a, a good win for Richmond. And finally, at the green, Teddington, which I think was a good score. I mean, we spoke about it yesterday, Dan. I think 250-plus at your ground is it a very good innings. It's a good score to sort of chase down. And ultimately, despite Neville Talbot, you know, hitting the ball everywhere. I did watch the video of his innings yesterday. You know, was it a 40-odd ball to hit 79? Looked like it would take the game away from him. But again, another, we won't call him old, but, you know, sort of Evergreen. wily cricket to James Evergreen. Keatley. Yeah, yeah it was Evergreen. James Keatley, 4-42. I mean, I think his first field went for 20. And the rest of them, obviously, were miserly, and he he, he had a big impact. And I think Teddington got news um, South African play who kept him. Peter Daniel Daniel hit eighty six in in their game. So it's you know it's only two games gone, but we've got two sides at the top, Ealing and North Middlesex, who again have been there before, and we'll be looking to sort of stay there for the rest of the season. And we've got our whippersnappers crouching, snapping away at their heels again. Uh, as you mentioned, a club at Chetton start his career. Is that correct, Chetan? Yeah, I joined there a long, long time ago. Um, I think it was 1980, uh, I joined uh, Calthorpe, not Crouch End, as it was called then. Um, and I um, was eight years old. I stayed there till I was about 16 or 17. Um, um, Calthorpe at the time didn't play any league cricket. It was all friendly cricket, Saturday and Sunday, that's all we ever played. Um, and I was playing in the middle six sort of youth setup um, and some some stuff in the middle six twos team. And uh, the coach said, uh, probably quite rightly that I had to play league cricket on a Saturday um, and so I had to had to make the move and uh, I was uh, also I live in Crouch End Hornsey area and still do um, and so I was toying between Hornsey, uh, North Mid uh, and Winchmore Hill um, and um, I ended up at Hornsey and I've been there ever since as I said it was my 32nd season believe it or not but uh, yeah Crouch End have done fantastically um, you know for a club that was playing uh, just friendly cricket to playing Premier Cricket now um, and, and, and I know that the chaps have been on, on, on this podcast I think a couple of years ago uh, but I've just been winning the league year after year after year after year um, and uh, I know they recruited well again off season they've started well again so uh, uh, I know how ambitious they are and how hungry are they are to win the Premier this year. Well you can see the club's doing well um, we'll get on to this a bit later but I looked at how many sides now have got a maximum across the whole league all tiers uh, a maximum two wins out of two, which is not that straightforward when there's so much rain about. And Cranchen ones, twos, threes. They, they've both, they've all three teams got, um, got got twenty points. So as a club, they have uh, they've started strongly, and um, that's not for most of us a massive surprise because clearly they've been on this upward curve for for a while now, and they are um, that they, they've started really well. Sal, I was going to ask you about about Ealing there because I mean, Over said last week that he felt that uh, Bronswich bowling was was pretty good, and if you, if you look at Nine Doshi again, 10 overs, five maidens, uh, 17 runs, you know, very tough to score off. Um, and it looks like they really did turn the screw a bit. 13 for three um, at one stage, Ealing chasing a, a low total. So does it, is this a simple story of when Bronsby get their act together with the bat? And, and, and Overs admitted this last week, but when they do it, they're going to be actually pretty competitive in that division. But the big question is when, when will those runs start coming, right? 
that's going to be the concern, isn't it? I mean, yeah, as you said last week, so good good attack. The Wilkinson's brothers got nine doshi, and it's obviously a slight concern. In fact, they're not posting totals that are making their bowlers have a chance of you know bowling sides out or containing sides. So that will be a slight concern. But he did mention he's got you know three or four guys who've just come from I think Cheshire. So maybe they're just taking time to get used to the actual league itself and different pitches, different grounds, etc. So you know, after that bedding in process takes place then they may sort of, you know, look to sort of kick on and, and get some games where they sort of post big scores. And, you know, as you know, it's uh, so important that you can get a total and, and make sides obviously work hard to get them runs or actually bowl them out. So, yeah, that's some, something they, I'm sure they'll be thinking about and talking about within the ranks. Yeah, I mean, they've got a nice easy one next week, haven't they? I don't know if you see all the fixtures. So look at them now, actually. Tennington. Okay. So, they keep coming. <laughs> they, they've got a pretty tough start to the season. But, um, I mean, I... The game yesterday was quite interesting because Teddington were, um, I thought, very... And I saw quite a lot of it because, unfortunately, my third eleven game was uh, w- w- was postponed early in the morning. So so I, I sort of um, saw most of the day. And, and Teddington were very professional, really. They um, that they, they batted well. Uh, our track is going to... I think there'll be a few more rounds this year than there were last. And our our track, um, they bat- they used it well. They, they, they rotated to strike impressively. And 250 was a good score. Like you so said, I think it was probably about... 32 many and we said so halfway well we said to those of us on the veranda us all knowing old farts on the veranda uh, we, we reckoned it was probably a few too many and they bowled as a unit really well in in um in overs cricket and they keep their composure and that was the one thing that really struck me because Neville Tolvert went absolutely bonkers as, as he does uh, and he scored at you know a strike rate of 200 and James Keatley came on and he smacked him for a big six over the trees and a four and Keats didn't didn't really bat an eyelid and carried on. And once he got Tolbert, um, we really struggled. They 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 throttled us and we, we just couldn't get things going. And um, before we knew it, you know, all the the advantages we'd had with the run rate from from Neville Tolbert just just you know they they eked away and they won ultimately quite convincingly by fifty odd runs. So Teddington, unsurprisingly to me, look like they're going to be um, yeah they're they're going to be a tough nut to crack. So. Uh, Bronsbury will, will have a will have a challenge on the hands, but with with nine Doshi and people like that around, then um, that they give themselves a chance, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, what you make is a good point there about having someone at start of things who actually gets the sort of you know score and gets the sort of scoreboard rolling. It's important that somebody comes in and, and maintains that. So Crouch and good example, you know, Jailfesh yesterday, he, he hit a quick thirty, but then they had someone who came in afterwards and kept momentum going. And able to get you know get them over the line in the end. Whereas you know if you if you do get stuck in the mud kind of thing and, and everyone's dry up and the bowling team gets on top, it is very tricky. But I mean, I mean yesterday again, Keatley that was ideal condition for him. You know he bowls wicket to wicket. You know he's a very canny cricketer. You know as you said, he won't get phased by getting here for a few sixes by tour. But you know he knows that eventually if he bowls once, does a little bit with the ball, he'll he'll, he'll make the breakthrough. And he did in the end. And I think his spell and, and the left armour who came at the end, Abdullah Nazir. Obviously, bowled pretty well as well. So you know, it, it does show you've got young young guys paid for Middlesex two to come on as your fourth change. It's not it's not a bad bad sort of. Well, no one got grip with him. He he was turning it a long way, yeah. and um, he had his field yeah. set right. Of course, he's a left armer, and so everybody was trying to play with the spin, which is what you're always taught to do. But no gaps, and and it and it just strangled us ultimately. And, um, and you know, eventually, you've got to try and score the runs, and 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 that that. that Prove the downfall of a few of the guys, but there we go. You, you know that they're a good team, Teddington, and we, we we know that, so it was no surprise. 
one theme that's coming up here, though, Sal. I mean, you know, Chetan's playing in the first team at Hornsey after after 32 years, which is very impressive. David Holt, you know, uh, Holtie's retired a few times uh, and uh, and he's back. And I'm not sure what the circumstances were yesterday, but he only scored 20 not out. But that was a pretty significant 20 not out, I'd have thought, right? Definitely. I mean, he's, I know he's played pre-season. I think he got 100 Did actually he? Oh, pre-season okay. games. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's definitely, obviously, I know he's, he has a child, which always got another one, but I know the child must be at that age now where, you know, like your kids, you can kind of sip out for a day of cricket now. Um, so maybe he's able to get out more and, and contribute. And he's, he'll, he's shown he's still good enough to play. I also saw that Lee Perry yes, on, in, on, the, on the team sheet. So I imagine he... No. So obviously they've called up, you know, the experienced guys to sort of, you know, help some of the, some of the players and it's worked yeah. well. I so liked Holty's strike rate, 25.6. Well, if you've got Ollie Wilkin inside, yeah. you don't have to go you know, run him or do he? Because he, he just does he it himself, just doesn't he? It to Kingdom Come, but uh, I like that yeah. 25.6 as a proper strike. He's batting in the middle order now, Ollie, isn't he? No, not, not at the top. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, he's five, I think. Is that right, Sam? Five, six? Yeah, he's coming at five. Yeah, so some, maybe sort of new, new tactics they've sort of started to use, maybe. But yeah, he's coming at five. You're at talking moment. about Teddington. We've got them in the first round of the League Cup, so that'll be fun for us. Don't ask who drew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually... me, that's certain. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry about that one. Yeah. <laughs> then again, we, we drew Ealing. You know, we drew. What did we draw? We drew Ealing in the twenty twenty. I think didn't we? Is that right? Anyway... Oh, you, you got Ealing in the league oh, cup. Well. Yeah, yeah. So you we, Ealing you know, the... oh, yeah. You know, we, we certainly didn't help our help ourselves there. But yeah, okay. Um, sorry about that. I think the good thing is for us. I think we're, we've drawn it at home. I think so. That's not a bad thing. At least, at least they've come to us. We don't have to go all that way for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But also the, the national game, I think, today was abandoned. So, you know, they may look at certain priorities during the season. And, you know, hopefully for you guys, they may just think, you know, it's one cup too many to be competing for. And, you yeah. know, you may get through the sort of like twos and threes turn up. And what, last one on the on the Prem, Sam. What, what do you make of Shepherd's Bush then? Because, you know, to, to, I mean, I, I always thought they had, they've got quite a lot about them. They, they look to me like they got some, you know, a pretty sturdy batting lineup. And they've got a bowling line. Certainly, people like Steve Barnard. If he plays, he bowls a heavy ball. And I think he's quite. Hard. He's, he's he's got something about him. But he's clearly not the only ones. They've got two blow blowfields there. Yet they played two, lost two. Yeah. What, what's going on there? I don't think it's sort of. You know, the table never lies. I say, but in, in their situation, they've been well, very they unlucky two, in both fair. games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they've been very unfortunate to actually to lose both games. Last week, I watched. They they should they could have won that game. And today, yesterday's game against. Richmond, who are who are a good side as you mentioned last week, and they've got a fantastic player, Will Phillips, who's going to score loads of runs this season. Um, they almost, I mean, I wouldn't say they threw the game away, but it was the run out for the for the for the wicket of Collins, who scored all their runs, was probably one. Was you think, you know, was it necessary to run the two that they needed at the time? Probably not. So in hindsight, they might look back and certain sort of key decisions have gone against them. They did have Ramon Bailey back yesterday, a young bowler we spoke about last week, and he took three wickets. So I I, I definitely think you know they're going to be moving up the table in the next few weeks. I think there's too much quality in that side for them to be, you know, looking at the lower end of the table compared to the yeah. top half. I mean, I think it, it often makes sense in my mind to have a look after five weeks. Let's get the first round of these um, limited overs games and, that, and then you've got a fair idea where, where, where people stand. Um, That's certainly, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If we move into Ch- uh, to Division 1, we might as well start at the top. Chetan, with Hornsey. You, you guys beat Brenton by 56 runs, right? Was it, that, that sounds relatively comfortable. Is that the way you saw it? Um, well, we, yeah, it, it was in the end. Um, we got, what did we get? 183. I think we were bowled out in the last over. Um, <clears throat> we, had a, we had a pretty good start, actually. Um, uh, we were 50 for North, about 10 overs. And then uh, 
um, not sure the chap's name, but um, a, a, a young seaman came on and got seven for. Uh, someone I've not seen before, not played against him before, but he got seven for not very many. Um, and anyway, got 180 odd. Um, debutant, uh, a new player for us, a chap called Alex Hornsby, who's not played for a season, but prior to that was playing Prem cricket in Lincolnshire. Just moved into the area. Um, so, yeah, f first game for the club when he got sort of 76, I think, from memory. Um, um, it's a shame none of the rest of us applied ourselves, uh, uh, otherwise we could have kicked on to over 200, but great debut from him. So get 180 was good, um, but the, 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 the bowlers really really did well in the conditions. Um, um, it was it was strange, actually. The ball didn't swing the foot in our innings at all, uh, and then when we went to bowl, um, the um, the sun came out, the ball started wobbling around, and uh, our seam attack of Arthur George and Jack, uh, Jack Bruce, who's captain this year, um, just didn't give him anything. I think after about 10 overs, they had about 10 or 12 runs. Mm. Um, so we were we were on top from the beginning, and uh, wickets. The rain came. I think they were seventy odd for six, um, needing double that on the Duckworth Lewis piece. But, no, I was uh, going to ask you about that because the game ended after twenty seven point two, and I assume that was because the rain ruined it. That's right. You didn't yeah, go. Yeah, there okay. was a huge downpour around you know, around then, and uh, um, whilst the strip was dry, everything else was soaked. So uh, we didn't get back out there. Um, but Duckworth Lewis said at that point they needed to be on double the score they were on actually. Um, so we were always ahead. Um, it might have been interesting had it gone the distance because they only really needed six and over, but they were six down. But they still had two decent enough batsmen at the, at the crease. But um, I felt we might have edged it even if had had it gone the distance. I think six and over in those conditions is, is much. Pardon? Yeah, so six and over in those conditions is actually much harder than people think. You know, the, the, yeah. the outfield's um, not going to give you much, is it? The ball's not going to fly away to the boundary, and I think you know you're under the cosh. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and we were probably. Just one more wicket away from being it open our way, but you know, still had to get it. But um, no, I think we would have got over the line either way. The, the bowlers had a really good day yesterday, which is fantastic. Um, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a good start to the season. You know, you you want to start well, get the momentum. You talked about it settling at the sort of after five weeks in. Well, I think you start believing yourself when you've got one, four, or five out of five, haven't you? Uh, and so that's what you know. Obviously, we're going game by game, week by week. Um, uh, we got a tough one. Acton always a tough game for us. And we have them um, at home on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about Osama Alam, the guy who got seven for 28. He's, um, he's new in the league this year and I, I obviously know very little about him. Um, what does he do? Is he quickie? Yeah, he's a seamer, yeah. Um, he, um, he actually bowled first change, um, but he changed the game. Um, um, you had um, you know, Matt Lowen at one end and, 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 and y y Yogi Prabhu at the other, who, who were opened for Brendan for years. Yeah. Uh, and this chap came on and got three for in the first few overs and started changing whole innings. Um, but um, I didn't face him because I uh, didn't hang around long enough. Um, but, um, um, <laughs> That's the best of us, don't worry. Been there many times. Um, but, but um, you know, every time um, the skipper threw the ball to him, he he came up with some wickets and he finished with a, with a, with a seven for very not many. Um, and not only that, he, I think he top scored for them too. So he came in at about five. Um, he's certainly a bowler. Um, but uh, he hit the ball um, a long way. He, he yeah, run a ball twenty three right in the middle yeah. of the square, right in the middle of the square. And uh, I've never seen the ball sort of maybe a couple of times um, hit our pavilion. Um, I think the last person I think I, I hit our pavilion was an overseas player, Sean Solly, who went on to play for Auckland. Well, actually, still does play for Auckland actually. Um, but he, he he hit the top of the scoreboard from the middle of the strip, which was uh, a fair whack. Um, so we were glad to see the back of him actually because uh, he looked quite but dangerous. 
Is he in overseas? Do you know? Or not? I, I could look this up actually, but I, I don't know. I, or... You know, I really don't know. Um, because okay. it rained and we're not in the pavilion and everything else, everyone sort of disappeared unfortunately. So we didn't get a chance to have a chat with him apart from say, well, bold. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's in overseas. Um, but I, uh, but uh, you know, he's certainly a good signing for them. Yep. Oh, absolutely. We'll keep an eye on him. That's 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 a, a, you know, seven for twenty-eight is decent in anyone's book. Um, respect you. I did have a question, Matt Lowen. Now he has been around a long time, but in close games, did he have? Now, this may have been because um, things, you know, um, it, it, perhaps the wicketkeeper couldn't stop the ball. And there was a number of fives in this, but 17 wides. That's unlike him. What's what's yeah, very unlike him. Um, very, very unlike him. Um, he would have been perfect. had he been bowling to a left hander. Oh, okay. um, probably, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think the first over of the game uh, probably set the tone for him. I think there was three or four wides. He opened the bowling and there was three or four wides. Uh, I probably he'd probably not bowl seventeen wides in the rest of the season. Yes. Not like him at all. Uh, but very handy for us, obviously, because uh, uh, seventeen wides. Uh, I think there was a fair few wides. I think there's probably about thirty odd extras. Might have been third top score for us. Yeah, Twenty five wides. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and of course you get extra balls as well, don't you? Which um, yeah. which you can use. I mean, the reason I mention it because Matt Lowen's a good quality bowler. We know that, and and it just goes to show that when um, you know, when your rhythm's not quite there, and particularly yeah. with the leg side rules as they are, then um, these wides can really hit you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything down the you know, it's like every, anything down the leg side is a wide, and uh, um, uh, it's just one of those things. I guess I'm sure we'll be back to normal on Saturday. Absolutely, You've got to move on. Got no choice, have you? In the end. Um, so, what do you make of the other results? Um, um, Chitin, I, I imagine you've not really had much chance to look at these in any great detail, but Harrison Marys came through against Acton. And as you say, Acton are a nuggety side. I always say this. I think they're a tough team to beat. But Harrison Marys, after a, after a ropey week one, they, they, needed, to, um, they needed to come yeah. back and, and hit the ground running, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought that, I think, um, I think I said this to you a few weeks ago, I, I think the, uh, the three or four main sides, or the four main sides, I think, who are going to do well this year would be um, House at Mary's, obviously, having come down from the Premier before last. Uh, Stanmore as well, obviously. I, I Stanmore had a tough start, obviously. Um, but um, but I know they're a strong side and they'll be uh, um, hot, hot favourites to go back up and eager to go back up uh, to the Prem. Um, Acton are, are, are a good outfit. Um, and, uh, you, you, you know, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, you know, we, we, we've managed to recruit a few people and we're always in the mix. So I hope that we're one of the, the four fighting for the top two spots. Um, but, uh, you know, from, from where we are, uh, we were really happy that sort of uh, Harrison Marys beat Acton. So, you know, no one else was sort of played 2-1-2, yeah. if you like. Um, but w- Wembley had a really good win yesterday as well, I think. Um, I'm not sure they were playing, but I remember them getting over the line. Who was that against? Well, no, they, they lost, lost to Austin, but they won the week oh, before. Lost. It was the week yeah. before, sorry. Yeah, they beat, they beat Stanmore. Yeah, the yeah. week before. Yeah, I mean, there were a few DLS scores around. Wembley were 2 3 six for 7 which... In 45 overs on a wet day, strikes me as a decent score. But Osterley, they blitzed it. And they were 187 for six off 26. So when the rains came, it sounds like it's pretty much the same scenario in terms of the number of overs in the game that you had. Uh, Osterley were were well ahead. And so they won by, uh, won yeah, by four. Yeah, they're another team, actually. You know, I think a bit like us, actually. They can lose to anyone on their day when they can beat anyone on their day, too. Um, so... Actually, when I look at the teams, I wouldn't rule anybody out, really. I think it's all quite tight. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I think while Stanmore, when they might be where they are at the moment, I think they're sort of up there in a good group, you know, good outfit. But I think the rest is going to depend on probably availability and uh, rubber the green. Yeah. But even then, Stanmore are now 16 points off the top. And, you know, it is early days. But I, I imagine that Tush and his guys were, were pretty frustrated yesterday. I know bad light came into it a little. Not, sorry, not bad light. Um, 
worries about rain came into it as much as rain itself. And yeah. there's a bit of hesitancy about playing. And in the end, they didn't get enough in for it for a game at all. They were um, about four and a half overs short. So uh, frustrating when you've got 238 on the board and you, and you back yourself to, to bowl sides out. But that's that's the way cricket yeah, is. I'm, I'm, I'm confident they'll come good. It's a long season yet. Yeah. You only have to put three wins together and it all changes. Um, um, I'd be surprised if they're not in the mix uh, come the last two or three weeks of the season. Come late August. Yeah. yeah. And Sal, your, your neighbours at North London Highgate, they, they're up and running. They um, they beat uh, Enfield. It was DLS, but it looks like they were not far from being home and hosed anyway, right? Enfield 130, Highgate 123 for five when, when the rain came. Did you follow that one at all? Um. I kind of no. I was actually I couldn't get that one to that game, but yeah, I did see the result afterwards. And obviously, um, a player I've mentioned earlier on, Will Bowley, had a big impact on that game. He hit forty yeah. odd, I think, in the chase and um, made it quite a comfortable win in the end for Highgate. So they'll be pleased to get off the mark with their first victory. Yeah, the dangerous season. customer, Will Bowley. And, and when you're chasing 130, you know it, it helps to have a, a Neville Talbot or a Will Bowley around, doesn't it? Because they can they can blow the thing apart very quickly. Whereas the likes of me and Chetan might have been a bit slower and and and, and a bit more. Um, hesitant in going for it, but Bowley made sure they won at a canter yesterday, and and they'll be relieved about that, I think, right? Because they um they, they didn't do so well in week one. Yeah, I mean, it's, as Chetan mentioned, it's a tough division, isn't it? Lots of good sides in there, so um to get your first win and to get the points on the board is obviously pleasing for anyone. So they'll be quite relieved they're off the mark with a with a win, and um, I think Enfield might find things tough this season. They're obviously, you know, they're not the side they were sort of two three years ago, so. It could be quite a tough season for those yeah. guys at, at Lincoln Road. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, as I said, I think they're not the force they were. So it could be uh, one where they're sort of trying to scrape as many points as they can. It's together. not going to get any easier for them as well. Enfield goes to the Mahillion Sports Ground next week to play Harrison Marys. And um, that's, that's a tough place to go at the best of times. But when you're, you know, when you're struggling along, then, then you know, that is a real challenge. But as we've seen already, you know, Wem- Wembley put one over on Stanmore. Who's to say they won't be able to rise to the occasion. Um, we'll certainly, uh, certainly keep a, a look at that. If we get Division 2, Sal, North London's division, um, what, what what happened there yesterday? Did North London get a... You, you won, didn't you? We won, yeah. We It was an DLS game, but um, we, we won quite comfortably in the end. We posted you know, a decent score, 250 plus. Um, Will Lake, one of our openers, scored 100. And then we had the guys sort of chipping in around him with sort of 30s and 40s. And then we had them fall down before we had the same rain that obviously Chetan had at his ground, sort of obviously made its way to North London. So um, what we were there was well behind the rate from what it looks like from the scorecard. So it, it was a good win. Just like you said, mention it's one of them games where you get someone who gets 100 and can, can players build around that player. And, you know, you can do to say you're going to post 250 on most occasions, you know. So and we back our bowling to bowl most sides out, defending that. Uh, that 276 kind of on, so, on a wet yeah, day, that's a, that's a decent score. That's a decent score anyway. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, absolutely. And South Amsterdam, the only side in the division to have played 2-1-2. They, um, another DLS-affected uh, um, game, but they, they look like they just about scrambled own at Barnes. Yeah, one eight two for 9 versus one six two for 6 um, So, Sal? That was, yeah, that's that's a good chase. I mean, I was following the game at the clubhouse and, um, and it, you know, it was, it's never easy chasing sort of that kind of total in, in, in sort of less overs games or reduced overs games. And they've shown a bit of steel and metal about themselves, you know, which may be you know, people thought they never had. So, you know, good effort by them um, in, in getting home against Barnes. As you mentioned last week, oh, a tricky sort of side Dangerous to play against. I so. never really know what, what you're going to get there. Certainly in my experience. But they, they won in week one and 
I suspect their tails were up. So it sounds like a, a proper game of cricket, actually. A really close and interesting one. Um, Uxbridge struggling again, though. Sal, I see that the Middlesex Titans, as they now are, MTSSC, um, beat them by five wickets. So Uxbridge looking like it's going to be a long campaign. It is. And the, the, the guy you mentioned who played against Chetan yesterday, Sam Milan, he'd actually come from Uxbridge. Just had a quick look at, oh. look at his stats and looked him up. So they obviously lost some players. I mean, Amon Quadri's gone to Wickham House as well. So... You know, these guys who obviously take wickets and score runs have now left. So it's going to be a tough year for them. Um, hopefully it doesn't get to the stage where they kind of lose lose interest and, you know, have to sort of like just put out 11s out, just scraping together. It's an odd situation, um, isn't it? For, for those who don't know, Uxbridge are, yeah. are departing for, for pastures new next season. They're going to the Thames Valley League and it must be a very strange experience playing, playing your last season in a league. And I, you wouldn't want to finish on a low, but um, it, it looks like they are they are struggling a bit. And you know, I always think, what a great ground, what a great place to play. They, they, yeah. they shouldn't it's be. It's a shame they leave the league. Really, it's always one of the favourite places to play. Yeah. Um, um, and we, we've not played from from Hornsby, We've not played against them so for so many years because we've always been in different divisions. Um, but it's a fantastic place to play. It's a shame we're going to lose that ground out of the league. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. And um, you know, I mean, Ickenham went not so long ago, and Uxbridge are going down the same path. And I. Um, I, I understand why you know the grass sometimes looks greener on the other side, but I, I think we need to need to make sure that we do all we can to keep um, keep our teams happy. Really, I don't know the Uxbridge story very well, but um, but it, it's just such a shame when when a strong county like Middlesex uses strong, loses strong clubs like that. Um, but there we go. Um, so other games in that division: Wickham House and Indian Jim Carner, a sort of local derby over in our neck of the woods. Mm. Um, lots of runs there, Sal. Did you see the scores there? Yeah, I did, did. Yeah, we've got Wickham House next week, so we'll keep an eye on that game as well. And I mean, two ninety three at home as well. I mean, obviously, there's an issue with their ground last year. So obviously, the work that's been done has obviously made a massive impact on 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 runs being scored there now. So to post two ninety three or forty one overs as well, hey, um, there must be some. We played them the week before um, the league started, and they came full strength to us. And uh, they're 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 really up for it. They're a really competitive. Uh, a bunch of guys, a skipper uh, as a. Uh, Done, it seems like he's done wonders, and uh, you know their ambition this year is so, is so focused to go up. I think they've done a bit of recruiting, and they're very keen. Mm. Um, I just, you, you can tell sometimes. I mean, they got there about two hours before we did. You know, for a, for a home <laughs> yeah. game, right? Travelling from where they are, uh, and they just showed for a friendly how keen they are this season. Well, I think yeah, this year, mm-hmm. their division definitely, definitely a dangerous side. Like you said, recruitment wise, they've, they've added some. You know, they've added Amon Quadri, who's a fantastic batsman from um, from Uxbridge to their ranks. So he's going to score runs week in, week out. And they've got, like you said, uh, some you know useful cricketers. So dangerous side indeed. To, to Last one of the games to watch then. Wickham House against North London next week. Because that really will be a decent enough marker as to uh, as to how some of the fancied sides in that division are going to pan out. I see South Hampstead travel to Park Road to play Uxbridge. So, um, you know. Never a better time for Uxbridge to, to get back on the horse, as it were, and, and try and register a win. But that'll be a challenge. Southampton, another side, I think, Chetanu, just, you just get a feel about them, that, that things are moving forward at a rate after having a few years where they, they didn't move forward at all. In fact, they moved yeah. backwards. So um, they're definitely on the way back. Um, if we go into Division 3, um, then there's one team in Division 3 with a perfect record. That's Harrow Town. Um, so they played to... 1-2. They won by eight wickets yesterday against Ealing Hanwellians, or, or Hanwell in old money. Uh, they chased 124, got it pretty quickly, 126 for two. That's quite um, quite impressive. Ealing Trailfinders are, are closest to them, um, and Ealing Trailfinders, uh, they they beat um, SKLP yesterday. They, they chased 136. So 
um, things slowly starting to take shape in, in Division 3. Was there anything else you noticed in the lower divisions, Sal, that um, is worthy of, uh, worthy of a quick mention? Well, so give your one of your uh, early season your, your preseason tips, Dan. Mention your your team Willow Lever. You speak as if this was who, a wild um, guess on my part. I can't believe it. What are you trying to infer? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who tipped up early on before season started? Of your of your hopes for promotion, Division Six, two wins yeah. out of two for them. Have you given some kind of motivational talk oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? Been on I've phone? been in twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to them about the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, that division is really odd though, because Division Six, there's been two games played in the whole division this season. And they've both involved Willow Leather and they've both won. So Willow Leather are on 20 and then there are, what would it be? There are going to be, so two teams are on three and that would be then seven teams are on six. So Willow Leather are 14 points clear already. Um, now you don't, you don't go up in, uh, in May, but it's a decent start, isn't it? De- decent way to... I imagine though what might affect them is, is where they play their games. So if you look at some, they, they play the Regent's Park... Um... Boston Manor playing fields, Mill Hill playing fields. So, you know, if you've got these kind of park grounds or, you know, not linked to yeah. clubs, it's going to be a lot harder to get games on during the rain, I suppose. So, obviously, Willow Lever must have some good grounds when doing their ground. Doing their their thing. Place, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, and yeah. it's, you know, they won pretty convincingly by eight wickets against Youth Wing. They're 77 versus 79 for two. So, uh, it was a quick game as well. So, I'm not sure the track necessarily was going to have been wonderful there, but who, who knows? Talk, talking of grounds, we've got new grounds when it haunts me. And how's that going? Um, Are you pleased with the wicket? Yeah, so far so good. Um, uh, uh, Sal, you probably know that uh, we're sharing um, North Mid's old groundsman, um, Oz, as he's known to everybody. Um, so mm. he's, 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 he's jumping over the fence between Crouch End and Hornsey and uh, he's doing a job share. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, our, our ground looks better than it has done for a few years um, and, and the wicket's only playing better. Uh, so, so far so good. Great, great stuff. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good groundsman, great character. Definitely a character. Um, very popular, very popular in the cot area. Everyone's big fan of his. Is there any groundsman that's not a character? That they are a unique breed, aren't yeah. they? They really are. Yeah. Uh, that's true. They sure are. Mostly in a very lovable way, and I wouldn't do without them. That's for sure. The jobs <laughs> they do is fantastic. Um, what I was going to say about that division, we had some feedback about Division 6, I should mention, really. Nick Brown got in touch um, because North Holt Manor cried off in week one and I made the comment that it's, it's you know, not that usual that first 11s cry off. And, of course, there was a reason for this. They couldn't get their ground. Um, so the, the reason that they that, that game was, was abandoned was because of a lack of a, lack of a ground. So um, that was against Willow, Willow Leather. So that's their other win. So, um, so that's, that, that's why... Um, that, that's one clarification on last week. It wasn't they couldn't get a team. It was that they, that they had problems with the ground, which I guess is an occupational hazard that many of us will recognise, actually. It's been a bit of a challenge this year. One thing I was going to say about Division 5, Ealing Three Bridges are unbeaten there. But um, do you remember who I tipped to, to, to win that division, Sal? Probably no, Park, second. It's all clicking <laughs> into place here, fellas. All by luck, not judgment. No, but, uh, but, but obviously, then your research. You give me too much credit, mate. You really do. But Priory Park got a game in yesterday. They beat Peshawar 126 versus 127 uh, for seven. And Ealing Bridges beat um, Somi Bapa. That, was, uh, that looks like it was a quite a, a close game on, on, on Duckworth Lewis. 163 or, or, or did they have Duckworth Lewis in that division? Maybe it was run rate. I'm not sure. 163 on eight versus mm. 89 for five. And Ealing Three Bridges just about were on the right side of that when, when the rain came down. So uh, they are. And 20 out of 20 as well. Um, I mentioned at the beginning that it looks to me like some of the old guard are still going strong. We mentioned Holty, 
we mentioned Chetan playing first eleven cricket, which I really do think is great, and in, in, at, at that level, after you know, it, it, it won't last, Dan. It won't last. <laughs> You've had two games this season, which is two more than Sal and I are going to have. So, um, it won't last. so uh, as soon as some of the uni, uni students are back and uh, everyone else works out, use their sat nav. I'll, uh, I'll be back where I belong. Yeah, I'll wait till they're all off on holiday and all the rest <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. Festival start going. Yeah, all these yeah don't start me off on festivals. Yeah. We best not go there, us three old codgers, because I'm sure we're not the type to go to these things. But Sal, you unearthed another really sort of you know oh, well-known man. name who's still going strong. So we we put a call up, I think about two weeks ago, when you had Johan on the podcast about Sammy Hyder and was wondering what's happened to him. So a little bit of research. I had an email from his captain today as well. Who's there from? So he's actually moved to London Tigers. Um, still going strong. He's doing that well. He took four for thirty-five yesterday, including a hat trick. So. Sammy Hyder is still going strong in the league. Everyone will be pleased to hear. League legend. I mean, I was slightly concerned if it was him or not. Or actually, didn't think it was him because he batted number Blimey. nine. Um, obviously, obviously we, we, we've got him down as a rabbit number 11. So, obviously, he's done some work in lockdown on his batting. So, he's got promotion to number nine. But I don't think he's called a run. So, maybe a bit I want to know more about the number 10 and yeah. 11. Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, he took a hat trick and he, yeah. So, what's, apparently, um, there's been a few changes at from Harrowtown where some of the players are from there have gone to London Tigers including the captain who's there and he's one of the players that's gone across with them so their, their, their goal is to try and get as high as they can within the whole the structure of the league so yeah good luck you, to um, London Tigers do you remember who I took in Division 4? No, you can tell London Tigers don't you? <laughs> oh yes oh yes I think I think you knew about I genuinely didn't. I I sure. But I tell you what, oh. if I had done, I'd have definitely picked them. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I had no idea he was playing there. No, you remember it was because of our third eleven uh, hiring one of their grounds. And that was the only thing, the only angle I could get. Yeah. So I'm pretty pleased with that. No, yeah. Yeah, doing well done so far. As, as Napoleon once said, uh, better to be lucky um, than good. Um, sure is. And and actually, one of Sammy's ex teammates, um, who I'm sure that actually both actually played at Harrow Town and both played at Finchley. Um, Steve Blyton, still going strong, still twirling, coming in from that short run-up of his and, you know, taking with... Yesterday, took a hat-trick. Figures of 6 for 45. And, and as I said, got a hat-trick. Same like, like Sammy as well. So, the two two of them took 10 wickets between them in their respective games. So, Steve Blyton and Sammy, shown how it's done. Chetan, obviously, no pressure you to get 50 next week now, mate, because obviously... <laughs> Well, yeah. actually, we experienced hat trick in the game last week as well. Unfortunately, we're wrong end of it. Um, I wasn't part of it, luckily. I was uh, watching from the pavilion, but uh, uh, one of the Harrison Marys uh, lads uh, got a nice hat trick against us as well. So that's three hat tricks in two weeks. Yeah, there's been a few, hasn't there? But I suppose it's hat trick type weather, isn't it? There's going to be LBWs in yeah. the game. It's a bit green. You, you, you'd sort of think that if you're going to take them, you'd take them around about now. I actually spoke to George Potter, the, the Highgate Threes. Skipper very briefly about this, and he said it, he was really pleased because, um, you know, obviously Steve Blyton's a, a league legend in many ways, and uh, he said he's still a very easy man to captain, and and he said he was pleased at how pleased Steve was at taking a hat trick. You know, it's, it still matters, and I thought that was nice because, uh, you know, even if we get a little bit older and a little bit sort of have a few more greyer hairs, you still play to win, you still play to do as much as you can, and good to see. I, I, I know Steve from old uh, when he was at uh, Finchley, yep. and uh, I don't know when he was before Finchley, but I've known Steve a long time. Um, and um, he's always been a fierce competitor, and I, and I don't think whilst your knees get creaky, I don't think that ever changes. I think that's good. It shows that it, you know, in the end, you know, we're all dead and nothing matters. But while we're here, we might as well, you know, concentrate our minds and 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 make a good go of it. And and we'll be playing Steve in a few weeks actually at Twickenham. So looking forward to, you know, to you know to pit in your your wits against someone who you know has been there, done it, and bought a hundred t-shirts. So great stuff. 
Definitely. Um, Sal, you, you also noticed goings on at AP as well. Um, yes, yeah, so I'd cap off our theme of hat tricks. A guy called Henry Oliver took five for 16, also included in a hat trick. So, well done to Henry uh, at AP. So, as you mentioned, it's, it's hat trick weekend Seems so far. Seems to be, doesn't it? And, doesn't it? Yeah, free, free, free yep. weekend that we know of. If there's more, obviously, let us know as well. As I've said before, you know, we can't comment on anything if we don't know it happened. So do get in touch with Sal or myself. Our numbers and uh, and our email addresses are out there on the County League website. We'll we'll gladly cover anything if we know it's there. Um, Richmond 3's had a good day, Sal. We always look for high scores and low scores, and we reckon that they probably had the top score of the day, right? Is that is that? Yes, it's only fair I'll give the bad news from all time as well. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, last week, our fours had a great day at Fern Park. This week, it was Richmond 3, two, who scored 3-2-3, three, three, and then... Um, Play called Sammy Shorey. Obviously, scored the highest score of the day in all the divisions. One hundred sixty nine. One hundred sixty nine. That's to, a decent effort. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad, not a bad effort. So um, that was obviously far too much for our guys to chase down. So well done to Richmond and their and their third eleven in putting our boys to bed in quite easy in an easy manner. Yeah, I mean, I, scores like that are always difficult to chase. But fair play to Richmond. They're they're doing pretty well. Um, certainly in the lower elevens, their thirds and their fifths are unbeaten. So two wins out of two. I had a quick. Quick look, there are 20 sides now that, are, that have had two wins out of two. So we'll follow that until we get to the last man standing, as it were. Um, but Richmond 3s and Richmond 5s mm. are both in the game. Chen 1s, 2s and 3s, they're, they're both played 2-1-2. Two, two. The mighty Willow Leather uh, as well. But there are plenty of others. 8 second 11s, uh, 2 are, are still there. So we'll, we'll keep a track on, on when we get to um, when we get to single figures and when, you know, when we get the last team to have that unbeaten uh, and that all-winning record. Slightly more negative note, we've had our first points deduction of the season. Um, uh, Osterley 2s have had five points uh, t- taken off them. I, th- I assume it's because they, they, they played a player, um, an overseas player, who um, they didn't register. Because, of course, in second level cricket, you have to register your overseas players, even if you don't have to register your, um, your, your non-overseas players. So, never great to see. Um, but uh, no, no doubt Osterley will, will, will come back and, uh, and try and make up those five points as quick as they can. Folks, we, we've covered most of the stuff, I think, that we could, g- given the dirt of cricket yesterday. Um, Chitan, anything you want to throw in? Any final thoughts as we move on to week three? Uh, well, week three is going to be different because, all being well, uh, we're going to be allowed to go in our clubhouses, yes, in our changing rooms, because uh, I've been thawing out by about Monday the last two weekends, having stood outside my house. <laughs> uh, last week at House at Mary's... Um, we left Hornsey about half nine and Ravi called whoever it was and said, don't leave just yet as we were driving down the road. Uh, so we got there, couldn't go inside, didn't go on the field till, th- field till three. Um, um, so, um, and it rained, obviously. So look, uh, next week, a couple of couple of good things, or three things. Uh, uh, a, we're going to go into change rooms, which is one of the reasons why I play cricket. So... Uh, <laughs> Going to change would be fantastic. We'd be able yeah. to go in the bar without having to sort of be chased out by Veronica, who, who runs our bar, saying, take your drinks and go inside. Um, and cricket tees are back, another reason why I play. Yeah. Um, oh, you're mad uh, after uh, our own heart there. <laughs> so cricket tees are back, and uh, that's one thing One thing we're very proud of at Hornsey Cricket Club. Um, and so they're, they're going to be back. So that, that's going to be very different. Um, and, um, you know, as every week goes by, you know, it starts to settle, doesn't it? So... Um, you know, there'll be teams who do three out of three and so on, right? Okay, yeah. so looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Sounds set, oh, the weather Yeah, the weather we weather's yeah. not looking great again, which is a bit of a bit of a downside. But the same as you say, at least we can go inside, Chet, and we don't get wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can go inside and watch Eurovision, can't we? Oh yeah, bring it on. 
end off. So yeah. Um, yeah, just to say next week, we, we obviously the Nationals started today, mm. National Cup, which we've got a few sides entering. But barring, I think, Stanmore, who beat Shepherds Bush today, all the other games are rained off. So they'll take place again next week. So Stanmore progressed to the last, I think it might be think 16 is, now. Yeah. Um, I need to check that. Um, or 32, one or two. And next week also, we've got some MTCL sides in the Conference Cup, which is the old sort of spin-off from the Even Standard and now merger to Bertie Joel. So we've got some, I'm not sure if Hornsby take part in that. Do they, chat in the Conference Cup? I don't think we're in it anymore. Um, we just struggled okay. to get teamed out on a Sunday. So, yeah. no, we're just doing the, uh, the League Cup and the National. Yeah, but there's definitely a few sides from the MTCL taking part in that. So, we'll, we'll follow their progress as the season goes on and see how far they can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, fingers crossed it doesn't rain too much, guys. Fingers crossed we get a bit more cricket in. And as ever, we'll be, uh, we'll be here to talk about it. Thanks for your time, folks. See you in a bit. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers, Appreciate it. Bye. Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.